The following is intended for entertainment only. No gambling takes place on this website. From his luxurious home studio overlooking Mountain Creek Lake in beautiful Dallas, Texas, it's Under the Table with Jason Ryan. Welcome into episode 20 of Under the Table. I am Jason Ryan. What an absolute shit show yesterday in betting. 9-14 and 14 with a push. Only pushed because the game didn't even get played, so it's considered a push. I think I had said that I had 25 bets at the end of the show yesterday, but that obviously was an error in my counting abilities. We could bounce back and make Sunday our bitch, shall we? Let's get to your two stories. Two stories from the sports world. In perhaps the most horrifically ironic result in MMA history, Chris Weedman snapped his leg throwing a kick against Uriah Hall, the same way he beat Anderson Silva nearly eight years ago. The first kick, Weedman who is 15-6 and six in the MMA and 11-6 in UFC, threw with his right leg. Hall, who was 17-9 in MMA, 10-7 in the UFC, lifted his leg to check it. When he did, Weedman's lower right leg folded like it was made of rubber. Weedman then stepped on the leg and went down. The fight was stopped immediately, 17 seconds in. In December of 2013, in his first defense of the UFC middleweight title against Silva, whom he beat for the belt earlier that year, Weedman checked a Silva kick and snapped Silva's leg. The only real difference between the Silva kick that Weedman checked and the Weedman kick that Hall checked more than seven years later was left leg versus right leg. The injury kept Silva out more than a year and is known as one of the most gruesome injuries in sports history, in the sports history. Weedman's left leg was put into a compression boot and he was taken from the cage on a stretcher. During replays shown in the arena, the reported 15,000 fans in attendance let out seemingly unanimous groans. The event was UFC's first in front of fans since the start of COVID-19 pandemic. The video is all over the sports websites right now and make sure you've not eaten breakfast beforehand. Such a nasty injury, and I don't think gruesome does it justice, as it's been described. I mean, his leg looked like a Stretch Armstrong toy that was left out in the Texas sun all day. In what I guess we'll call football news that isn't draft coverage, everyone's favorite meathead, Rob Gronkowski, broke a world record Friday. And it wasn't from beer drinking or partying or anything of that nature. Back at his alma mater this weekend and serving as an honorary head coach for Saturday's Arizona Spring football game, Gronk took the opportunity to suit up in full gear and set yet another record. This time, he had his sights set on the Guinness Book of World Records with an attempt to catch a football dropped 600 feet from a helicopter in the skies above. It took him a few tries, but Gronk eventually made the record-breaking catch sending the current Wildcats players into a frenzy. He's never one to stray away from the camera. The always entertaining Gronk yet again finds a way to stay in the news. Don't worry, buddy. We know you're out there. The Super Bowl champion will always be, in my mind, the guy in high school that always puked and rallied at the house party with way too many drunk underage drinkers. Damn, I sounded like Karen or Kyle there, huh? Anyway, speaking of school, how about a history lesson? This day in sports history, I'm leaving. In 1947, Lou Thies beats Whipper Watson in St. Louis to win National Wrestling Association World Heavyweight title, the NWA. In 1952, the sixth NBA championship was concluded. The Minneapolis Lakers beat the New York Knicks four games to three. In 1974, the NFL moves the goalposts and adopts sudden death playoff. In 1977, the Cincinnati Reds tie a record of 12 runs in the fifth inning, beating the Braves 23 to nine. In 1980, the A's manager, Billy Martin, was restrained by umpires from attacking a fan. That's correct. Billy Martin tried to attack a fan. It's famous. 
1981, the Seattle Mariners manager Murray Willis is suspended for two games after ordering Kingdome grounds crews to enlarge the batter's boxes by one foot. In 1989, Mario Lemieux ties the NHL playoff record of four goals in the first period. In 1991, Lisa Olsen brings suit against the NFL New England Patriots for sexual harassment. In the 2019 NFL Draft, Oklahoma quarterback Kyler Murray is the number one pick by the Arizona Cardinals. Let's get to the short Sunday NHL slate. The National Hockey League. I've had a real good run on the NHL play since the show's inception, and even in my personal betting habits. <clears throat> but I always forget the playoff push and how many games and how games are intensified by 120%. Bruins and Penguins. Take the Bruins on the puck line at plus one and a half and the over five and a half. The fucking Buffalo Sabres and the Rangers. I say bet the over, the Sabres score two. I say the under, the Sabres pot six. Percentages say take the under because the over hasn't hit for these two since March. But again, this is different hockey, and the Rangers, with 54 points, are looking to get a spot in the playoffs. Take the over six. Devils and Flyers, both of these clubs are pretty much out of contention this year, so we'll, it'll just be another professional hockey game. Let's get crazy and bet the minus one and a half puck line Philly is giving Jersey. And finally, Blue Jackets and Lightning. Tampa should have a spot in the playoffs if they can maintain even half of that 10-point lead holding third place in the Central Division. Let's take Columbus in the plus one and a half puck line and pair it with the under five and a half for a juicy plus 294 parlay. On to a busy bus bowl Sunday. Stay hot, Rocket. The MLB. I'm 17 plays over 500. I've pretty much marked the trends and how the money goes with each team. I'm 17 plays over 500. I've pretty much marked the trends and how the money goes with each team. There are some oddball games here and there. If I was perfect in every game, I wouldn't have a full-time job as well as this podcast. I'd be in a legal sports gambling state making cash sitting in a hot tub all day. I digress. First up, Oakland and Baltimore. Take the A's on the money line in the over eight here. They're due. Washington and the New York Mets. I like the Mets on the money line. Only these two are all over the place with the totals and I would trust betting the over under as much as I trust a suspicious fart. Toronto and Tampa. Tampa on the money line in the over 7.5 today. Eight runs at each of their two games this series makes that an easy play. Seattle and Boston. Seattle in the 1.5 they are getting as well as the over 8.5 because these two covered 100% of the time in the last 10 going back to last season. Yankees and Cleveland. New York is on some sort of a run now. I like them to finish off the Tribe, so take them on the money line and the under 8. Detroit and Kansas City. Under 8 is a safe play today. Sometimes it has to be remembered that the cold weather in the early part of the season in the Midwest and northern states has a huge impact on scoring. It will be clear in 52 up there today, but that's a brisk 52. Yikes. Arizona at Atlanta. I bet the over nine yesterday and the game canceled. I'll stick with that bet today. Texas and Chicago. Sharp action early here. A lot of folks putting money on Texas, getting 51% of the bets and 94% of the money. Let's go with Texas and the plus one and a half. Anaheim and the Houstons. Let's just stick to the over eight and a half in this game. They've been shredding the totals this year between the two teams. Pittsburgh and Minnesota. The under is getting a lot of movement in this contest and I like it as well, under eight. Cincinnati and St. Louis. I hate betting on my favorite teams and I have bet on the Reds to win just on the money line and have lost this entire series. I should know better because these Cardinal games hit different. Let's go with Cincy and that plus one and a half they're getting only because Luis Castillo is pitching and the Reds are 60% in run line bets against the Cardinals, and I like those numbers. 
Milwaukee and the Cubs. Lots of flags pointing the over six and a half, and that's where I'm going to go to. Philadelphia and Colorado. A lot of money going to the Rockies in the run line. I love this bet because it has a lot of value. Minus one and a half at plus 155 is a lock. Finally out west, San Diego and L.A. No way am I betting against Musgrove, but you have to wonder if the last two games were dumb luck winning 3-2 and 6-1. I like the Padres on the money line and the over 7.5. That's it for me, team. I'm going to go see if Allie will drop a football off of a 10-story building in downtown Dallas so I can break Gronk's record. Good night and good luck. Follow Jason Ryan and Under the Table on Twitter at Jason Ryan Radio and Under the Table DS. Follow DSP Media at DSP Media Online. The proceeding was intended for entertainment only. No gambling takes place on this website. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.